Happy New Year, and welcome back to another rockin' edition of the Metal Blade Podcast, bringing you interviews and new music since 2006. Today we will be joined by metal veteran Lizzie Borden, and later on we will have an interview with Brain Drill, one of the newest additions to the Metal Blade family. And uh, as always, visit MetalBlade.com for all news and tour updates. Uh, we will be right back to talk to Lizzie Borden, but right now here's one of his classic clips, Master of Disguise.
Again, that was Master of Disguise from Lizzie Borden's album of the same name, and uh, we are now joined by the man himself. How's it going? I'm doing better. <laughs> so I hear you are sick. I'm I'm hoping that you are feeling better. Yeah, I'm I'm almost out. Almost done with this. <laughs> Lots of booze, man. Lots of booze. <laughs> All right. Well, um, it's been quite a while uh, since you put out your last album. Probably six years, seven years. Yeah, I think it was uh, October of 2000. Okay, so about seven and a half. Uh, Deal with the Devil was released. <laughs> yep. What have you guys uh, been doing since then? Well, we've been working. We recorded a uh, record that never got released, which was it was just so experimental, and it spent we spent a year and a half on it, and it was like a Frankenstein's monster. We <laughs> decided to dump it in the end. Yeah. And then uh, we decided to have some fun, so we created a band called Starwood. We released one record, and then uh, we we spent a long time writing the second Starwood record, and I'm just finishing that up right now. Oh, excellent. I was actually going to ask you about that, so that's uh, good to know. Yeah, the second record's so much better. We actually spent a lot of time. The first one we just kind of threw together, but the second one we actually spent about six months writing it and working really hard on it, so I think it's it's... It's almost done. I just I'm still working on some vocal bits and pieces, and then we got to mix it, and so and it's done. It's 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 really good. And then uh, and then we decided to uh, get a guitar player and and get Lizzie Borden back on track. So uh, <laughs> we we did a little touring with with Wasp, and we spent about six months writing, and then we started recording Appointment with Death. So we've been working the whole time. It just uh, time flies when you're. Uh, when you're in the studio. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, before we get to uh, to the new record, uh, I was just going to ask, um, you guys were part of the Metal Blade 25th anniversary show at New England Metal Fest this year, and uh, you're probably one of the only bands that played that has actually been around for the 25 years, I think, <laughs> or when did you actually start out? Has it been that long? Yeah, I mean, we our 25th anniversary starts uh, this year. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. We started uh, in eighty in April of eighty three, so uh, yeah, we've been around. Uh, Metal Blade was around, I think, uh, one year uh, sooner than than we when we started. And but yeah, we've been around for most like most of, most of their existence. Wow, I think that's probably about as long as Slayer, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I think, think so. all <laughs> those bands, you know, started right around the same time between eighty two and 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 eighty eighty four, something like that, right around that area. Yeah, good time for metal back then. Well, it's a good time now, too, but... <laughs> uh, all right, Appointment with Death is the new record. Uh, who did you guys end up recording with? We ended up doing it ourselves. Uh, we we recorded it ourselves uh, in our own studio, and uh, and we used Eric Rutan to mix it. Excellent. Uh, he was the one who... Uh, who mixed this all, all together? We spent so much time just we had so many tracks and it was just massive. It was a massive undertaking. It was just like Master of Disguise, which was uh, uh, huge too. So uh, it was a, kind of the same thing. Ended up uh, the mix ended up to be a little different than we had anticipated because the record was so big. But he kind of condensed it down to more of a straightforward record. But it actually is it's massively epic. <laughs> <laughs> So you just had you had like far more tracks that and en- it ended up on the record then right yeah there, uh, there were so many things going on that he just just said oh hell no I couldn't he just could, he couldn't deal with it <laughs> he just condensed it down yeah a little different than than we actually recorded it but uh, it 
turned out pretty good. Yeah, and and Rutan is a guy of he's he's one of those guys that doesn't like have one specific niche of metal. He kind of does a ton of different stuff. So that's good. He's kind of a universal. Good choice, though. Good choice. I, I'm I'm a Rutan fan. <laughs> that was uh, Brian Slagle's choice. He oh, uh, put that whole thing together. Nice. Uh, and he also appear. Eric also appears on the record, right? Yeah, he played uh, the solo in uh, Something's Crawling. And that's the. F- is that the first track? No, no. that's uh, I don't know number eight or nine. And that you know that what I wanted to ask you about also was um, there's like a ton of guest stars on this record. Like, I want to know how that came about. Like, did all these fans that are uh, you know guys in bands like come to you and ask, or did you kind of recruit them, or how did it all work out? Well, we've always you know we've kind of used guest stars since like the Terrorizing EP. Uh, you know, we brought in different people for that one, and then we uh, brought in a few different people for you know I didn't even have a band for Master of Disguise. We had uh, a full different lineup going in for pre-production than the one that came out. You know, we used uh, so many different musicians coming in and out of that record. And uh, so we're used to doing that. And uh, so when it, we, we worked on this album as a band, but because we had done that before using different people, I know what, what that adds. And that, that adds a little something that, uh, you know, that you can't get unless it comes from other people. Right. So we decided to uh, just call our friends, and everyone just kind of called different people that they knew, and uh, see if they were interested. And, and I just, I think almost everyone that we went after uh, uh, loved the idea and played on the record. So it was amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I know, you know, Eric Rutan's on it. Corey from uh, Trivium is on it. Uh, who's uh, who's some other big names? I would from Y and T. He's, I mean, uh. I've been a huge fan of his for, I mean, to me, I, I always thought he was the, the most underrated guitarist around because he just used straight Les Paul, no tricks, no gadgets, no foot pedals, no nothing, just all fingers. And it's just, uh, if you ever see him play, just absolutely amazing. And so I've, I've, I've been a big, huge fan of his, and uh, so that was so great to have him on there. And George Lynch, of course, uh, uh Martin Anderson, our bass player, he plays. He played with uh, with George for a while, and uh, he called him up. He loved the idea. He came down and spent about five hours in the studio just blasting out a solo. So, I mean, uh, yeah, and then uh, Michael T. Ross is a keyboard player that we know. He's he's in the band Angel. He's also was in Hardline and a few other things, and he's just just a master. He can play anything. So I, you know, I spent some time with him just trying to show them what kind of flavors that we wanted to add to the record because it was so guitar heavy you know we didn't want to try and you know fight with the keyboard so we just kind of wanted to find little places to put them put little pieces in and that's what we did awesome i I always love it when people have guests on their record it's kind of a it's a nice way to like you know cross promote as well and everybody has seems to have a lot of fun doing it so that's awesome it is i mean especially for us because i mean the songs were already good and they were already there and uh, we didn't need anyone. We it was it was one of those things where we just it just we, we just put the icing on the cake, and we play the same songs live, and they work. And it's not like we can't do it without the right. <laughs> guest participation, you know. So it was uh, it it all worked out great. Awesome. And you guys did a video, correct? Yeah, we just did the one for uh, the song "Tomorrow Never Comes," which comes out. Uh, I don't know when. <laughs> uh, it'll it'll be pretty soon. Probably probably within the next month, we'll we'll all be able to see it. <laughs> uh, 
Awesome. All right. Well, since you've been on Metal Blade for so long, like who have been your favorite Metal Blade label mates over the years? Like people that you just like other artists you love that have been on Metal Blade. Well, I guess the closest band that I can that I can think of uh, would would be Armored Saint. You know, they came around the same time that we did. They they started the same time. They started in the same place we did Troubadour, <laughs> and uh, you know, they they went on to sign to a major label, and then they came back to Metal Blade. But uh, other than that, we very similar in a lot of ways, and uh, so there's they were probably the closest niche. Uh, band that you know we like I said we we were, came from the same place. Yeah, is there anyone that's kind of newer on Metal Blade that you're a fan of? Uh, you know I like As They Dying. I think they're a, an amazingly tight band. I've seen them so many times now. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I mean you know I never thought that I would because uh, usually the bands that I like mainly the thing that draws me to them is the singer. Uh huh. And I never thought that I would like a singer who just, you know, just screams, you know, just that seems, seems like not my thing, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was able to grasp a hold of that. And, uh, and yeah, I think they're a real, t- real talented band. They're coming up with a, their new album, I think, uh, sounds better than, than anything. So, uh, man, that's, that's the one band I really like. Awesome. Yes, I'm a, I'm a huge fan as well. And Tim is amazing. <laughs> like, and, uh, who are you, I mean, besides Metal Blade artists, you know, who who else are you listening to these days? Like, metal and not metal. On Metal Blade? Uh, no, just anyone in, in general. Oh. In, in my life? Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, Kiss Kiss is the band that uh, started out for me and did everything. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, it's still Kiss, you know. I mean, I don't know, I just liked uh, the whole, the whole, you know, there's a little bit of Beatles in there. There's a little bit of the Stones in there. There's a little bit of everything in 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 what they do, even a little Led Zeppelin, believe it or not. But I mean, and I just love the whole. You know, that were the seeing a band like that. It's like the circus came to town. You know, for the first time. <laughs> and uh, so I just love the whole thing. But you know, there's a, you know, as far as heavy metal goes, uh, Judas Priest was always my favorite heavy metal band. And still is, and we actually get to play with them for the first time. Uh, we're playing Sweden Rock, and uh, they're headlining one of the show, one of the days, and we're also playing with them in Bang Your Head. Awesome. Hopefully you'll get to meet them. Have you met them before? No, but my bass player plays with uh, Rob's uh, solo band. Oh, Halford? Yeah. Nice. My old bass player. I, I did uh, not my, know uh, that. Mike Davis. Awesome. So it's kind of an incestuous little situation. <laughs> uh, That's your icebreaker right there. <laughs> what's that? It's your icebreaker right there. <laughs> right. Hey, my but yeah, I know I've never met them, uh, but uh, I've, I've been a fan since the beginning, so uh, it's 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 going to be great to play, you know, because Alice Cooper was also, uh, I was a big fan of Alice Cooper too, and we ended up doing a few shows with, with, with Cooper. We've done shows with Motorhead, you know, uh, that was amazing too. So it's it's fun to to start to play with, uh, you know, to be able to play with these bands that you've been fans of, and they're they're still around, and you're still around, and the chance is still there. So it's it's really cool. Awesome. All right, so you're playing what festivals now in uh, overseas? Sweden Rock, which is you know a festival we've been try- we've been wanting to play for years because it's such a uh, a great festival because uh, they have so many different kinds of music, and that's to me what I like. You know, when you just have one sort of thing, you know, like we played the New England Metal Fest, and it was predominantly death metal, 
except for us. And we came out, you know, the press really loved our performance. And you wouldn't think that would be right, because we're obviously we're not death metal. <laughs> but uh, it was mainly because we put on a show, which most bands don't. We also played, you know, classic metal, which bands at that festival didn't. So, I mean, you get all these different flavors that people responded to. And that's the kind of like what the, at the Sweden Rock is. They have, I mean, 70s icon bands like, you know, Ario Speedwagon and Journey and Journey <laughs> Yellow yes. all these weird you know bands that you thought they were gone or never even heard of and and then they're mixed together with death metal or you know classic metal or Judas Priest you know and so you you get uh, so many different kinds of music so that's the festival that I've really wanted to play for a long time and we're also playing Bang Your Head in Germany which is one we've played before and uh, it's a great classic metal festival and uh that it was a great time the, f the first time we played i think we played it in 99 maybe and so we're back again nice well that should be a ton a ton of fun yeah i hope you meet rob halford <laughs> yeah uh, me too you know I, I know how those things are so i know well, the last time we played it dio played and i didn't get to meet him so <laughs> i've met dio are you jealous <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was seriously just like a like a one minute kind of thing, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I think I shook his hand before too, but uh, he actually came. I remember we played the Troubadour way back when, and and uh, Troubadour in Hollywood at the be beginning was like a supper club. People sat down in chairs and tables, and you know they just they just sat there, and it didn't become a heavy metal club until a little later. But up until then, it was transitioning from uh, the way it was was like a folks a folk place, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, so we were playing, you know, this midnight show, and all of a sudden Dio had just got his first uh, solo band together, and he walks in, you know, and I was a big fan because, you know, I'd seen him in Rainbow and everything else, so uh, Dio comes in, and his wife and his whole band, Jimmy Bain, and uh, I forget the guitar player, the, um, the Irish guy. Anyway, <laughs> they all come in in fur coats. I mean, like giant fur coats. And I remember being on stage just frozen, going, holy crap. Dude. <laughs> uh, so that was cool. He was able to see our performance way back when. Fur coats in Southern California. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, anyway. Um, Man, that was, uh, that was the most interesting part, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it was for the look, not the function, I'm sure, but. All right, uh, we're, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, any final words to uh, the masses out there? Uh, just uh, if you download all you want, just buy at least one copy. Keep people <laughs> alive. Yeah. And uh, come out and see us uh, on the appointment with Death Tour. Because uh, we hopefully will be in your area at some point this year. All righty. Again, uh, Appointment with Death by Lizzie Borden is in stores now. Thank you very much, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Okay. All right, off the record, here is Tomorrow Never Comes.
Again, that was Lizzie Borden with Tomorrow Never Comes from their new one, Appointment with Death. And we are now here with Dylan, guitarist of Brain Drill, one of the newest additions to the Metal Blade roster. How's it going, dude? Uh, doing all right. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, and since you guys are a new name to a lot of people out there, uh, give us a short rundown of what Brain Drill's all about. Uh, basically, just, you know, speed and technicality and just playing, you know, most brutal death metal we can possibly come up with. <laughs> All right, that's short and simple, and I absolutely love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, were you guys were you all in other bands before Brain Drill? I know that Jeff, your bassist, and Marco, your drummer, have been uh, in and around the scene for quite a while, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, everybody in the band uh, are definitely well seasoned musicians. Uh, Marco played for Vile uh, for a while. And he actually toured with uh, Vital Remains through, like, I think it was, like, 25 or 26 different countries in Europe. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely got a lot of uh, previous band experience. And, uh, yeah, Jeff used to play in Vile, and then uh, he played in the band called Osmium from the Bay Area. I remember them very well. They were awesome. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty good. And, uh, and then Steve uh, has sung for numerous bands in the past. Uh, his last band I think he was in was called Amidst the Burn. It was like a melodic kind of like thrash metal, like at the gates style band. So, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody who's in, and I have been uh, in uh, this band called, I was in uh, Burn at the Stake, which was like like a melodic thrash metal. And then, uh, you know, we were in also like other you know previous bands before that. So, uh, yeah, everybody in the band is uh, really well-seasoned musicians. How did who's like the main founder of the band? Like, and how did you guys all kind of come together? Um, I don't know. I think like because I had written like uh, six songs, like, and uh, they're all finished. And basically, like, it started just as like a recording, and uh, like I was just looking for like a drummer that like uh, could play the songs and stuff. And then I was planning on even like singing it because like I couldn't find like a singer that wanted to do it. So, like, basically, um, I, like, found Marco on, like, the internet, on MySpace, basically, and uh, and then I emailed him saying that, like, I was going to, like, pay him for this recording or something if he wanted to record, and then, you know, he could go maybe go our separate ways or something if he wasn't into it after that. And, uh, and then I found Steve at the last minute to record vocals. And uh, after that, like, everybody was so, like, uh, stoked on the recording and stuff that they just wanted to... We just all want to make it into a band, and so it basically became a band after we recorded. So it was kind of by accident. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Kind of like, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I hadn't planned at all that it was actually going to be a band. Like I was like, well, you know, if this is a band, that'd be sick. But um, you know, I wouldn't expect it just because of you know everybody's work schedule and stuff like that. You know, I don't know if it would actually be a band. So I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be a band, but it actually did turn up to be a band, and I was. You know, couldn't be more stoked about it. You know, yeah. I was just planning on just recording some brutal stuff. You know, and then, <laughs> and you know, so it's awesome. So uh, and so here we are. Uh, the record is Apocalyptic Feasting, and it comes out on February fifth. And tell me just exactly what Apocalyptic Feasting is. I mean, all I can picture is like folks eating Twinkies and stuff because that's probably <laughs> the only food that's going to survive the apocalypse. But I mean, it probably means something else to you guys entirely. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's kind of like, uh, it's more or less just like horror-based, um, you know, like the 
zombie apocalypse and stuff like that. Like, just basically, you know, at you know the end of the world, you know, the only thing that's left are like zombies, like eating, you know, the only humans left alive and stuff. So and Twinkies, it's just like <laughs> it's just the whole album is just like a you know the apocalyptic theme and stuff. So yeah. All right, and and I hear that. Um Alex from Cannibal Corpse has a big interest in you guys. In fact, he kind of, you know, turned Metal Blade on uh, to you guys. And, like, how does it feel to have someone, like, so legendary backing you up? Oh, it's totally awesome. Like, uh, we couldn't be more stoked about, like, you know, uh, we never in a million years would have thought that, you know, Alex Webster even knew who we are, let alone, you know, like, mention us, you know, on, like, an interview and stuff. And, like, you know, um, and so we found out about it, like, because he was, he mentioned us on this like radio interview, and then uh, we uh, decided to just email him, and you were, you know, we're just like, uh, you know, thanks for giving us props on your on your interview and stuff, and you know, we, we never in a million years would have thought that he was gonna, you know, actually write us back, and he actually did, and we were totally stoked, and you know, we were lucky enough to meet him when we played with them uh, when they were touring through Portland, so uh, yeah, and he had, a, I'm pretty sure he had a lot to do with you know, why we got signed to Melbourne and stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a really cool dude. It's it's dudes like him and, like, Trevor from Black Dahlia who are genuine, genuine fans, and they they yeah. scour the Internet for, you know, the most brutal stuff they can find. So, yeah, definitely good dudes. Um, speaking of that, like, who are you, like, currently listening to these days? Like, are you exclusive to listening to brutal stuff, or do you kind of branch out? Um, I try to branch out, but yeah, mostly, um, just recently I've just been listening to Spawn of Possession, uh, their new album, Noctambulant, like, that's an album I really like to listen to, and then, uh, I like to listen to, uh, recently, as a uh, Nile, Annihilation of the Wicked, is another album I like to listen to, but also, yeah, I like to change it up and, you know, um, you know, listen to, like, classical music and stuff sometimes, too, you know, like Bach and, and Mozart and stuff like that, just to you know, keep my musical ear open and, you know, because I, I try not to, like, just limit it just to death mode. I like to, you know, you know, listen to all types of styles and see if I can get inspiration from that stuff as well. So everybody out there that's listening, uh, just picture Dylan in his Spawn of Possession t-shirt rocking out to Mozart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> no, that's good, though. You know, I think... A lot of a lot of death metal musicians do exactly the same thing because yeah. there is a lot you can gain from music like that because it's so ridiculously intense. <laughs> yeah, especially with classical. You know, I mean, uh, a lot of people think it's like old people music or whatever, but it's like you listen to it and you know, there's like not a, almost never a single thing repeated, and you know, it's like so technical if you break it down. You know, trying to play uh, classical guitar, I would say, is like the hardest style of music you could probably ever try and learn on guitar, you know, like, because it's like you're playing so many things at once, you know, just with one hand, and, you know, learning all that stuff requires an extreme amount of skill, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else? Um, any other music? Yeah. Um, I love asking this question, so... <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, like, Necrophages and stuff, and, you know, Pig Destroyer, and... You know, basically just anything that's just, like, crushing. Right on, dude. Yep. Uh, well, if you could, like, hit the road with any of, you know, your favorite bands, like, like say, three of your favorite bands, like, who would they be? Uh, probably Cannibal Corpse, Slayer, and Nile. 
Yeah. <laughs> in that order? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That would be uh, the hugest tour ever. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Is there anything else you want everybody out there to know? Any final words, if you will? Uh, yeah, check out our album, Apocalyptic Feasting, that comes out February 5th on Metal Blade Records. And uh, it should be in stores pretty much everywhere. And, uh, yeah, keep rocking and uh, keep the death metal scene alive. All right. And their, uh, their MySpace is myspace.com slash braindrill. Uh, thanks a bunch, and we will see you soon. All right. Sweet. And, uh, again, Braindrill's Metal Blade debut hits stores on February 5th. Here is the title track of that album, Apocalyptic Feasting. We'll see you next time. <laughs>